You guys asked for it. It's finally here. Carousel Project Inspired Merch. This collection has been on our hearts and minds for a while, and it was finally the time for us to bring it to life. Spinning Carousel Company is a pixie-dusted jewelry company inspired by theme park history and all of our most magical moments. Each piece is custom-designed to represent the unique moments in time of each of your favorite parks. Buy them now at spinningcarousel.com and use code CARUSELPROJECT for 10% off your first order. Thank you all so much for your support. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Carousel Project podcast. We are so excited to be back with another episode, and this season we are starting another season staple. So y'all know and love the Maps episode. Today we are going to be doing the Golden Age of Disney Animation to follow up to an episode we did last season where we did the Disney Renaissance. It was super fun, so we figured, why not? Let's do it. Let's do some more. What the hell? Let's have some fun on this podcast. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's have some fun in this podcast. Before we jump into our topic for today, I'm Josie Maida, and you can find me on all socials at Josie Maida. And I'm Kate Killebrew. You can find me on every single social at Kate Killebrew. And I'm Poopa Adam, formerly known as Epcot Adam, and you can find me on all socials at Epcot Adam. (laughs) No, Poopa. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the first time in my life that I almost spit water out because I knew I could a take a sip take. of water while you guys were both introducing yourselves. <laughs> and I was wrong. Yeah, you can. <laughs> okay, there we go. I was waiting for that. <laughs> Poopa, no. Poopa, no. Poopa, no. I'm crying. That was such a good trip. Anyways, <laughs> today we're talking about the golden age of Disney movies. So... The question of the day is, what is your favorite movie from the golden age of Disney animation? Okay, who wants to start? Me. Oh, I'll start, I guess. Yeah. I never do, but I know you guys Let's hate that, it, so babe. I just realized I can easily start. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs I was gonna is say. one of my all-time favorite Disney movies. I feel like it used to kind of be like a personality trait for me. Yeah. I don't feel like it's as much of a personality trait anymore because they don't really make a lot of cute Snow White merch, and I don't know. Now that we're talking about it, I really want to go and watch it today because I used to always put Snow White on in the background um while I was getting ready and stuff like that and I just I love her and yeah for many reasons that we're going to talk about today woohoo Kate this is tough for me because I'm not really crazy about any of these I would say as a child I probably watched Snow White the most because of the seven dwarfs. I liked the seven dwarfs. Um, but mm-hmm. looking at the list today, I will, I will select Bambi for the purpose of this. <laughs> I'm very surprised. I thought you wow. were going to say Dumbo. Like I thought it was going to be easy Dumbo's for just, you and you were going to say Dumbo. What I'm about to say I is going to sound that. really dumb, but out of Bambi and Dumbo, Dumbo seems more sad to me. So that's yes. why I went with Bambi. I mean, both of them really are. They're both very sad. Yeah. 
Yeah, all of these movies, which again we'll talk about, have like that sad, dark element to them. So I completely understand what you're saying. Although I feel like Pinocchio is like the creepiest out of all. That's what I'm saying. That one's scary. It really is. That one's scary too. To be completely honest. What about you? What about you, Peepaw? (laughs) Poopaw. Poopaw. I'm sorry. Poopaw. No. Poopaw. No. I so so. Fun fact, Bambi was the first movie I ever saw in theaters. My mom took me to see it, and Mm. I don't know, I was maybe three, two or three, and at the scene where there's the fire in the forest, I got so scared and started crying, and she had to take me out of the theater. Um, As a kid, Dumbo was one of my favorite rides at Disneyland, because I was obsessed with elephants, but the movie is just so sad. It really is. So, gosh, I don't know. Um, It's a tough one. You know what? Let's, let's it go is with a Snow White. Thing. Let's go with Snow White. It's wow. not as sad as the others. I was yeah. not expecting either of your answers. I feel like I know you both really well and like had like I don't I don't know what I was expecting from Adam, but definitely not <laughs> Snow White, which Well to clarify, I've I'm about to put myself out here. I've never seen Fantasia in full. So that's why I, I don't know I if couldn't. I have either, to be It honest. is over what? two hours long and is the only Disney movie to have an intermission. So I stand by that move on my part. I but, have yeah. no words. Well, I have no words. I Have you seen the whole thing? Me? Yeah. Yeah, of course. I saw it in I theaters. Don't, I don't feel uh, Not like when I it came out originally, but they, they put it in theaters in like the early 90s, I think. And, and we saw it. Yeah, I don't think I've seen the whole entire thing because um, it, it just, it, I it's need very something long. with a storyline. Yeah, I really I, it's need not something my favorite. with a storyline. I feel like I'm always like, what the heck is going on here? Um, so I don't really love there's like, you know, 15 minute clips of this and then a 10 minute clip of this story and then a five yeah. minute clip of this story. But it was, it was inventive for the it time. It was. I, it's I, important. I, I appreciate what he was it. trying to do. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. So let's jump into the golden age of animation, which was the first of all of the Disney eras of filmmaking. It happened between um, 1937 and uh, 1942. So really the early movies as we already said there weren't very many just to go through them again Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi so way less than we saw in the Disney Renaissance Um, but I think it's also really important to mention that during this time they were also doing a lot of shorter cartoons and this is when we were also you know Mickey and his friends were still really new to the scene so Disney was doing a lot of other things in animation at the time so I feel like yeah. You know, they weren't devoting all their time to movies. I feel like this, the reason why this era is so short, because it is only five years, is mm-hmm. because the next era, the wartime era, is yeah. because of World War II. So yeah. I right. think that's part of it. We would have probably seen a longer golden age mm-hmm. if we didn't have World War II. So I was going to say definitely like, I feel like the Renaissance era had a lot of things that were like a sign of the time in terms of the company. I feel like this era has a lot of things that are a sign of the time in terms of like the actual world and what was going on. Um, yeah. yeah. The Great Depression, World War II, those were external factors. Whereas when we talked about the Disney Renaissance, it was a lot of like internal factors and things that were happening that were a sign of the times, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really, really interesting to look at these movies, especially especially the first Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Um, For those who don't know, this was, you know, not only Disney's first ever full-length 
animated feature film, but it also was the first ever full length animated feature film. And when I think of that, I just think of, um, you know, at the time it was just something that like kids would watch. They would pay a couple of cents, if that, to go watch it in the movie theaters. They would only be a couple of minutes long, um, and it was just for kids. So to come out with something that was a full-length feature film in this medium shows really Walt's vision and how much he loved this medium, um, and also was such a huge risk, because this is during the Great Depression. You know, people didn't have a ton of money to be going out and spending it on things, um, frivolously and so going to the movies was definitely something that was you know a treat yeah and I mean kind of like you said it it changed the medium of animation moving forward it took Mm -hmm. it from being just like you said for kids a short term like a short little thing to being like a full a full thing that something could, could be experienced by anybody yeah. Right. So, I, I just looked it up and the running time of Snow White was an hour and 23 minutes. So to go from like, you know, five, six minute shorts mm-hmm. to, you know, o- almost an hour and a half's worth of a story. That's that's a lot. Mm hmm. It is a lot. Yeah. It really, really is, especially because people at this time, I don't think they really thought that kids would have like the attention span maybe to watch it and just that like Mm -hmm. adults weren't going to want to watch it so we always talk about how Carthay Circle took the chance on the Walt Disney Company that's where the premiere was at the Carthay Circle Theater and we have nods to it in Disney's Hollywood Studios we have nods to it in Disney California Adventure um because it was just such a huge deal and obviously it went really really well, everyone loves Snow White. It premiered on December 21st, 1937 to, you know, for the premiere and then was released publicly in February of um, 1938. And it did really, 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 really well. Yes. And um, I was looking up a little bit on the premiere itself and looking at it initially, I was like, oh, five dollars for a ticket isn't that much. But then when I looked at other newspaper ads for these other premieres where they were like 20 cents, it realized like you realize mm-hmm. how expensive that ticket really was in 1937. Um, but apparently there were 30,000 plus fans that couldn't score a ticket who just waited outside of the Carthay Circle Theater just to be there because they knew it was like such a big moment. Um, they also had a special radio broadcast um, put together by NBC Blue Network um, so they could interview the celebrities as they came to the premiere, um, you know, so people could hear about it around the country. So I thought that was all really cool. Um, and then sales for the tickets in advance were limited to four people per purchase. So that way they could try to sell as many tickets as they could without them selling mm-hmm. out so fast. Um, and the, the premiere itself was at 8.45 PM, but fans were apparently there hours before just waiting for this momentous occasion to happen. And with no real precedence either, like, like you were saying, this is the first full length animated feature like this, and it could have been complete trash. Mm -hmm. People were just so in love with, you know, the shorts that, that Walt had put out, I guess, that they were just like, screw it. We're, we're waiting all day for this. 
And I think it probably was just something exciting, something really happy during a time that was not really happy, you right. know, um, during a time that was really, really <laughs> difficult. When you look at the premiere of, of this, it's just so cute and fun. And it really just must have been such like a moment in history to be a part of. Um, the film took three years to make, tons of animators, thousands of assistants, lots of colorists like the Ink and Paint Girls. Um to make this movie come to fruition. And I think it said that when it was released initially, it made $8 million. Yeah, I think it was 8.5. But yeah, regardless, it was like way more than what the budget was. I think the budget was 1.5 million and they made 8.5. I think think it's just kind of hard to track because they've re-released it so many times throughout Disney history and through history. Um, But it was a huge record-breaking movie. It was a huge deal again during the Great Depression. And it still has broken so many (laughs) records. Um, For this movie, they won the Oscar and it's that iconic scene where Walt was gifted um, the Oscar from Shirley Temple that had the large Oscar and then the seven dwarf Oscars. Yeah, Super, super, super cute. Um, It was also the most successful film of 1938 and adjusted for inflation. It was the 10th highest grossing film of all time. So that's insane. Still to this day, it says the, the, the specs I found said mm-hmm. adjusted for inflation. So I'm assuming based on what it earned in 1937, 1938, but like compared, to, compared yeah. to now. Um, right. Because I, I just looked it up in 1938, $8 million in 1938 is $168 million today. Mm-hmm. That's so insane. That's, but I think I think that that probably includes all the like re-releases and stuff. Because $168 mm-hmm. million, like movies do that in a weekend these days. Like the big like Marvel and Star Wars and stuff. Yeah. So I would assume that that it accounts for every single re-release, you know, that it And it has been re-released so many years. times. Yeah. Of course, we know it's been re-released like in the movies, it's been re-released with the whole vault situation. So mm-hmm. it's had a lot of really cool runs throughout history, but yeah, Snow White and the Seven Doors is my favorite. This movie really changed things for them. They were able to buy what they have now as the studio lot because of the money yeah. they earned from this yep. film. It really set up the company to be able to experiment and make some more movies for the next couple of years, which would be really, really important. I mean, also, I think it's crazy to think about that parks weren't even a thought yet at this point. No. At all. Right. Well, I think... Maybe in the next few years is when he started talking about Mickey Mouse Park. But yeah, I mean, it not not now now. Yeah, not in the but way he had that been it was t- like not in like Disneyland way. But he had been. I know right. he had been talking about wanting to do some sort yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. I because this this was released eighteen years before Disneyland opened. Yes, which is so crazy to think of like how much there was before Disneyland. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this film was also chosen by the American Film Institute as the number one animated film of all time, and it was the first Disney feature to be preserved by the National Film Registry of the Library of Congress, and what I thought was interesting was three other films from this era would also end up being, um, preserved, Mm-hmm. In the years to come, so Fantasia in 1990, Pinocchio in 1994, and then Bambi in 2011. So I thought that was interesting wow. that four of the five films in this era have all been preserved um, by the Library of Congress. Um, and then the only other thing I had is I 
was researching this movie and they had a bunch of the other potential dwarf names and I thought they were kind of funny. So I was going to read a few. Ooh, yes, please read them. Before you do, I do want to say the whole Library of Congress thing. I think it's really cool because when we look at the next couple of movies, it's not necessarily how they performed, but it's what they did for the medium and what they did in the space. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was the first. They also used the multiplane camera for the first time. When we talk Mm -hmm. about Fantasia, they did a lot of really creative things that had never been done before. And so it really makes sense that these, again, really set the precedent for not only Disney's golden age in animation, but just like America's golden age of animation. And and the world as far as yeah. like animated films, you know, feature films. But I mean, the only reason I mentioned this is because we talked about the natural National Film Registry of the Library of Congress for Mary Poppins when we talked about Mary Poppins. And so when I saw it come up again and then the fact that like three other films from this era were also included, mm-hmm. I was like, that's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, potential dwarf names. I didn't include all of the other potential dwarf names, but I included a few. So they had Jumpy, Dizzy, Hickey. That sounds fun. Um, uh, <laughs> Wheezy. Yeah, well, I'm like, I know. I'm like, wonder why that didn't make the cut. Um, Gabby. That would have been interesting. I feel like a lot of people that go by Gabby would be like, I want to be Gabby the dwarf. Anyway, Nifty, <laughs> Sniffy, um, Swift, Burpee. Taylor Swift. And the ever always loved awful. So um, <laughs> good old awful the dwarf. <laughs> and the ones that were the seven that were chosen were chosen through process of elimination. But these were just a few of the others that were put up as potential dwarf names. I would have definitely been Gabby because I feel like they're talking about Gabby <laughs> like someone who talks a lot, like you're Gabby. Yes, that's like, what I'm thinking too. Yeah, yeah definitely. I'm not just like the name. I'm kind of offended that there was not a poopa option. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Poopa should have been in there too. <laughs> Poopa should have been instead of Doc, it should have been Poopa. Yeah, exactly. Poopa, the main dwarf. <laughs> so it did really, really well, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. It was a great mm-hmm. movie. And then, and then we get to the next couple of years, which were. You know, really important, but not necessarily as stunning. So we had Pinocchio, which came out on February 23rd, 1940, and Fantasia, which came out November 13th, 1940, which to me is crazy that they were able to release them that quickly. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, as a reminder, took three years, and then Pinocchio and Fantasia were released in the same year, Dumbo the year after that, and Bambi the year after that. So that is really, really crazy because, again, there's no computers like still it blows my mind to think that people drew everything in I these know. movies, which probably sounds so dumb to say no but it blows right. my mind because i could not imagine it's kind of like ben wyatt's claymation yeah <laughs> i i feel that that's it that's it help me with my claymation <laughs> well remember when we were that year when we were having a terrible year and we were doing cpp and i yeah. feel like we always were like could a depressed <laughs> person, person do, do this, this? Yes, that's how I got through every single editing session. Could a depressed person do this? No. That's how I got to sleep at night because I was just like, well, I'm depressed, but could a depressed person make this podcast? No, I guess I'm okay. Oh my God, that's all there is. (laughs) That's it? I I I compared this to to Avatar. Avatar. (laughs) I need to rewatch Parks and Rec. It's been really long. I watch it constantly. too long. I love that show. Standing in a place where you live. Anyway, that part. <laughs> um. So Pinocchio was not that not that successful, which kind of is crazy to think about how they literally just made a Pinocchio movie again 
to see all these like some of these yeah. co- which I haven't I haven't watched. The I haven't seen video. it either. Sorry, no. Tom Hanks. They've I'll just been coming out it. with movies. I know you listen to like our podcast so quickly. <laughs> I haven't I haven't seen the new. I still haven't um, seen Hocus Pocus two. I did oh, see Hocus Pocus two because I was like I have to watch this before Halloween. Yeah, yes. I thought about it. I and thought it, didn't it was happen. cute. I watched Barry um, Big Blue House instead. I was not a fan of that. Yeah, at like all. It, oh I my god, it was see, trash. Um, what else did like Lightyear? Like they're just coming out. With I didn't stuff see so Lightyear quickly. either. But anyway, yeah. I think it's crazy that we're talking about a movie that came out in 1940 that they're coming out with like. Yeah, a new, a new version. Um. Well, what, some of the things that were that were nice about Pinocchio was it was based on an Italian book, The Adventures of Pinocchio, which was the second most translated book in the world with over three hundred different translations. So I thought that was wow. cool. That's really cool. That's um, really really cool. It did premiere in theaters uh, February twenty third, nineteen forty. But it premiered. It had two separate premieres before that, February seventh mm-hmm. um, in New York City, and then two days later in Los Angeles. And this was the first to um, win two competitive Academy Awards: Best Original Song and Best Score. And it was mm-hmm. the first Walt Disney Animation Studios film to use mild language because it used the word jackass three times. So Damn. just a few things. Explicit. Jackass, jackass, jackass. I will times. say though, I, I was trying my best to do research on each of these movies premieres because I knew like mm-hmm. the Carthay Circle premiere was such a big deal. I couldn't find much about this movie's premiere other than the fact that it was at the center theater in NYC, but I kept running into these photos of the top of the like marquee banner thing yeah, yeah, yeah. where you walk in and there are 11 little people dressed up as Pinocchio that are chilling up there and like apparently what happened was what I need to find like real human beings yes like little people were hired by Disney to be on top of the little like roof to be like for oh people God. to go in the premiere and apparently they all got drunk and it was a wild time, but I need what to find the, the article hell? to include in the show notes. But that was really the only thing I could find about it. There's no, there's no actual photographic proof what of, else of them jumping off the what roof. But apparently they know? were getting like rowdy up there because they were just hanging out on top of the roof. Like we need video footage of this. In 1940, believe it or not, they didn't have that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> Son but of a bitch. There, but there is a photo of like, you can see all these Pinocchio heads just chilling like on top That's of this that like, is so awning creepy. cover that thing. That is really creepy. Um, that should be like a Halloween Horror Nights house next year. <laughs> <laughs> Mickey's, Mickey's not so scary. Um, so... Pinocchio cost about twice what it cost to make Snow White, and it didn't earn as much, but World War II had just begun, and a lot of Disney's foreign market was cut, which kind of sucks, because as Kate said, this movie was translated. I mean, it sucks because there was also a World War. Let's of course. Not, I'm not yeah. leaving that off the table. No, but this movie, this book had been translated into so many different languages, and it is a story from Italy and from Europe, which was cut off so that definitely was a reason that there was you know not as much financial success although people did like it yeah I from what it seems like most of these video most of these next movies it's like they got taken they got given that like classic Disney title like later like they got given like the accolades later 
you know, like people love, love the movies. Because yeah, well, it's crazy to think about. There out. was no such thing as like a Disney classic. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it yeah. just like it was just a new Disney movie at the time, which is yeah. absolutely crazy. Um, it did say that Pinocchio did not receive enough money to make back its production budget until like later when it made money from re-releases. We hate to see it. Which is absolutely wow. crazy. It's a very cute movie, but again, Pinocchio is very scary. Um, I did see that they gave this era a nickname. Did I already say that? Of tar and sugar? No, mm-hmm. you didn't say that. Okay, I was like, I don't know if I said that at the very beginning. Um, so they gave this era a nickname of tar and sugar because it was known for like the tar, which was these deep, dark colors and these really villainous moments. And like mm-hmm. the screen would get very dark. And when you look, the color palettes used for a lot of these movies were very dark. Um, but then it would go to like these sweet, somber scenes and like a really great ending. And that was the sugar. So um, yeah, Pinocchio, I feel like it could have done so much better but as we talked about at the beginning of the episode a lot of this is just like a sign of the times from the world like real world things that were going on that impacted how well and the crazy thing is the book is apparently so much scarier than the movie too that's what i saw somewhere that like i'm sure the book book is is worse than the movie that's what they always say because a lot of them were based on like grim fairy tales or fairy tales from that like time and yeah those were super cautionary tales that were all scary so i believe it this was also the first and only film until i believe the sword in the stone that would open with a book like a storybook but then not mm-hmm. close with a storybook at the end oh really i never even noticed i know obviously that they like open with the storybook but i never noticed them close with it so that's really cool to like i'm assuming I snow white did i haven't before. watched snow it in white a hot does- minute I know it opens with Yeah, I know it opens, but I don't know if it closed. But I'm assuming based on these details I found that it did close. I I guess, yeah, it does. I guess it does. I mean, again, it's been a hot minute. It should. When you finish the story, you should close the book. But the end. But anyway, (laughs) I digress. Very Um, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it sounds like what happened with the people on the roof is... They were left up there, they were hired, and they were left up there with enough, they were hired to be up there and wave at people for the premiere, like, oh, it's Pinocchio, hi, and they were left on this balcony with enough food and water for the day, but by the late afternoon, they were all hot and drunk, so apparently they started, like, taking the costumes off and, like, screaming profanities How did they get people. drunk? I thought From for a the second I was like... and the food. <laughs> But so they, they why left. would they give them wine? That is crazy. But I just, it, it, I, I guess it made me think like I was like, is it supposed to be like a cautionary thing? Like how Pinocchio and his friends get drunk? Like I was like, what's no. the part of it? They, I think they just, I think what I'm thinking is at the premiere of Snow White, they had seven little people hired as the dwarves that were there. And so they were like, wow, that did really well. And like they have that famous picture of like, Shirley Temple with the dwarves, so maybe they were thinking for this, you know, instead of having one person dressed as Pinocchio walking around, we'll just get a few people and they can wave from the top of the roof and blah, 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 but sounds like they were kind of trapped up there for the day, and after they drank enough and it got hot, they just (laughs) took the costume off and started, like, shouting profanities at people. They were like, I'm about to have a good time up here. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Hmm. 
Very cool. The more a you very, know. very, very cool find. And next is Fantasia, which I feel like is the movie I always know the least about because I, similar to you, I've I've never made it through. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Um, what I do know about Fantasia is that it consists of eight animated segments, mm-hmm. all set to pieces of classical music. It was the first um, to feature stereophonic sound, which was a really big deal. Um, and then it was the first, and I believe the only Disney feature film to have an intermission. So hmm. that's because it was so long. Um, <laughs> because it, it was so long. The interesting, so boring. the interesting thing about this movie, though, is instead of having a normal premiere and then like theatrical run, um, the RKO radio productions people actually did not want to do the theatrical run like they did for other mm. Disney movies. So instead, they did a release involving a series of 13 road shows starting in New York City at the Broadway Theater. Um, some of the other theaters along the way were the Carthay Circle Theater for a 39-week run, um, the Fulton Theater in Pittsburgh for an eight-week run, the Geary Theater in San Francisco, the Hannah Theater in Cleveland, the Majestic Theater in Boston, the Apollo Theater in Chicago, and then they also had the theatrical runs in Philadelphia, Detroit, Buffalo, Minneapolis, Washington, D.C., and Baltimore. So... That was their way of, like, getting people to come see the movie since they couldn't mm-hmm. do, like, a wide, I guess, like, a wide release theatrical release like the other movies. Because I guess cause it was so long. I don't know. And I think also I know that Walt wanted to really do, like, something amazing with this movie. Like, he mm-hmm. wanted there to be, like, certain sound systems and he wanted yeah. to kind of be, like, a con. Like, it just didn't really work out. Again, I think this is something where even though it's it not my favorite movie, time, I, think I think it was, yeah, really, really, really ahead of its time that, like, it just, they wanted it to be something that it just wasn't going to be yet. The sound system wasn't there in movie theaters yet. Um, And I think if I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. they did like certain movie theaters that had like really good sound. Yeah, well, I think that's the stereophonic sound situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it must have been theaters that had that capability. Um, from what one thing I read was saying, like basically, Walt initially wanted this to be like a 4D type experience, kind of like mm-hmm. you said, multiple s- senses happening, but kind of like the idea of Space Mountain. He was just his thoughts were ahead of the technology available. So yeah, right. Exactly. Which which we would see could. from him many, many times throughout history. And I think it's cool that we see that with a movie. Um but I think yeah, maybe if it had lived up to his full dream and wishes, it would have been a more beloved movie. I wish I wish I loved it. But it does make me I feel like it kind of inspired a lot of things. You know, we have oh, yeah. the it definitely inspires a lot of cool things in the park. Um, and every time I talk about Fantasia, I want to watch Mickey's Philharmagic. Well, and... <laughs> I don't know why. Yes. And in my mind, they're linked. Well, Already they linked. I mean, they are because you've got the Sorcerer's Apprentice mm-hmm. in it. But yep. one, one cool thing about it was that it forced them to draw Mickey in a new way because he had been drawn, you know, Mm -hmm. in this certain style of animation. And then for this new production, he's drawn in a different way. And apparently the popularity of Mickey had been kind of fading at this time because they had switched gears to Snow White and other, you know, full-length feature productions. So Walt was apparently very adamant that he wanted Mickey to be featured in a part of Fantasia. Uh, And so... 
I mean, Sorcerer Mickey is a big deal now, and people love Sorcerer yeah, Mickey. I, yeah, I love Sorcerer Mickey. Me I too. do think it is one of his cutest mm-hmm. um, looks. So mm-hmm. I think it does make sense. Of course, it, it it lives on. They did Fantasia 2000, yeah, much much later. So it definitely left its mark on um, the company. Mm-hmm. And even though it wasn't a financial success, it definitely did. You know, did something. It, it, did it did something. It did something. <laughs> <laughs> then out next, we had Dumbo, which was a little bit cheaper to compensate for everything that had happened with Pinocchio yes. and Fantasia. Um, and also there was like a huge strike with the Screen Cartoonist Guild. Oh, and like, yeah. again, sign of the times, there was an animator strike caused by the Screen Cartoonist Guild strike. Um, and it really made things really difficult between Walt and his staff. And at the time, he worked very, very hands-on with his staff. Mm-hmm. So it was a really uncomfortable and really, really difficult time. But Dumbo became one of the first big successes for the company since Snow White. Yes, it was also one of Disney's shortest full-length features um and I I I want to say I did a video about it a few months ago whenever the premiere mm-hmm. was but I want to say something to do with the fact that it doesn't really have a lot of words for yeah the it first doesn't part of it um but also Dumbo was actually supposed to be named Time Magazine's Mammal of the Year but then when Pearl Harbor happened that kind of got shelved and they never ended up doing anything with that um with that little title that they gave him another Mm -hmm. sign of the times um like you said it was a relatively low budget movie due to the eh, failures of the two previous movies um but it would get an academy award for best scoring of a music of musical picture and it was one of walt's personal favorites we talk a lot about how feed the birds was his favorite song from mary poppins but this movie was one of Walt Disney's favorite movies. I think it's so funny because I wonder if anyone's going to talk about my favorites after I die because people always laugh at me because they say I say too many things. They're like, oh my gosh, I love it. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. And I like wonder, like, are we all sitting here all these years later, like talking about stuff like that and Walt Disney's wherever he is and he's like, bitch, I didn't even like it that much. Like, (laughs) you know, like, like Walt's chili. Like, is he like, bro, I would have preferred Walt's filet mignon okay I would prefer Walt's lobster like maybe I know he was a simple guy but well this was also the first Walt Disney animated classic to be released on video cassette so that's Mm. kind of a big deal um yes I would have assumed they would have done Snow White first so that is it was that is a big deal I should have the article pulled back up but it was like either 1983 or 1987 that it was released Mm -hmm. on VHS um and then apparently uh Dumbo's sidekick was originally supposed to be a robin named Red not a mouse but I think they did the mouse because generally elephants are scared of mice so right. kind of, I was going to say, yeah. aren't elephants scared? Also, we know Disney loves a mouse. Hello, Mickey. Obviously. But, yep. Which is so funny that like they already had an iconic Yeah, but they mouse. Yeah, they're like, let's have another one. Maybe think that they were going to have another one, but 
Yeah. And Kate, you mentioned that it had like a very short runtime. I looked it up. It's only an hour and four minutes. Yeah, it's very is, short. Yeah, and that's I think crazy. they said it was extended to seventy minutes later for whatever reason. Okay. But the original run was sixty-four minutes. Yeah, it's it's wow. very short. Um, I the next movie. It, it's interesting how these two movies fall right behind each other because mm-hmm. although this movie, you know, is around mainly animals there are still humans in this movie but the next Mm -hmm. movie will be the first with no humans like in the animated movie at all Mm -hmm. which we see a lot more of in the future with like lions. yeah absolutely the next one was anyway that's all i have to say about dumbo i believe um it also had a premiere again all these other ones the only premiere info i could find was like literally newspaper clippings of like the artwork of like a they very just small square. Of yeah, like, they just tonight, didn't like twenty cents. You know, continuous showing starting tomorrow. You know, kind of thing. I feel like they just didn't keep track of that kind of thing as much as they do now. Like, not yeah. everything was like a moment in time the way that we're like now. Like, dang, like that's so cool. Well, um, and I think it's also because they went so big for Snow White. It uh, for obvious reasons, it was a success. Mm-hmm. It was great, but then I would say they went fairly big for Pinocchio. They had two separate premieres. They had mm-hmm. the eleven guys dressed up as Pinocchio waving at the top, and that kind of went sideways. So after that, and the monetary failure of Pinocchio, I think they're like, okay, we're gonna kick it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just gonna do something a little, a little less. Okay, a little less. Yeah. yeah, less is more in this situation. Okay, so then the last one is. Bambi, which um, premiered August 21st, 1942. Bambi. I don't know that I've ever watched all of Bambi. Oh, really? I yeah, I, I don't know. Wow. I feel like I've seen it all the way through, but my favorite part was always, you know, Bambi and Thumper yes. on the ice and then also, you know, Flower. Right, so I remember that. And I remember the, the songs a lot. Like, I remember all of that. Um, and I think that's why I selected Bambi from these. Um, but Bambi was based on the book Bambi, A Life in the Woods. Um, and for the production of this, the animation of this film, two fawns were donated to the studio for modeling purposes. So I mm. thought that was kind of cool. And this was... A big deal as far as moving into the like uh, the animal movement and like uh, kind of like the conservation, you know, the the movement of like him talking more about animals and stuff. I mean, yeah. I think Walt's about True Life Adventure yes, series. Exactly. They say on Disney on D23 there's an yeah. article and it says literally I'm looking at it Walt's True Life Adventure started with Bambi. Like he yeah. really was a big lover yeah. of animals, so it definitely was huge to see them play a bigger part in the movies, but the way that they actually worked with real animals, I think inspired a lot of future works. Yes, I mean, I think about those um those iconic shots in his office where he has the 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 deer in his office, but then also mm-hmm. like I love a, that. Shot. Eventually, the tiger on his like desk that he pushes off or whatever. Like though, I remember those different like animal shots and all of that really started with Bambi. Um, and although like the idea of a man is mentioned in the movie, there are no mm-hmm. humans at all in this movie, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and similar to um, Dumbo. The, you know, like the sidekick characters were originally a different idea. I believe I read 
it was one was supposed to be like a grasshopper and then a the the knee high on a grasshopper yes exactly knee high on a grasshopper and then um apparently the uh thumper was supposed to have a different name i think his name was going to be bumpy and then they switched <laughs> it to thumper so again bumpy and would have been would've... a great a great name yeah. poopa yeah. bunny poopa yeah <laughs> Um, I was looking at just like the list of movies at the, for this era just to see even if they had any like live action movies taking place at this time. And the only other mm-hmm. film I found that fell between these was something called The Reluctant Dragon. Um, Ooh. And I think the only reason what a title. this film is not included is because it is both a live action and animated film. Um, and it mm-hmm. came out in... Uh, june of 1941 so it fell within this era but i think because it was both live action and animation it it doesn't count but it's on disney plus i've never seen it and i want to watch it now so we could watch it when i come to louisiana we could after we go to k jewelers obviously but (laughs) (laughs) what do you think i'm coming to louisiana for right down the street from my house of course right but Josie, bring all your Target returns, please. Oh, I'm going to. I'm going to bring all. You of don't my need Target the tags. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't even need tags. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> the golden era of Disney filmmaking is such a fun time to look back on because it really set up um, the company that now is about to turn a hundred, and we're about to have a hundred years of animation. And this was a really huge part of it. This was kind of like the beginning of it in terms of actual full-length animation. So it's really, really cool to look back on. Um, And again, we got some great films out of it that people still love today. We still see these characters in the parks. We still see these characters on merchandise. So they're definitely, even the movies that didn't make the coin the first time around, they're definitely have made the company their money. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's, I mean, it was even the start of the idea of Disney princesses or like exaggerated Mm -hmm. villains you know comedic sidekicks music within the film so i mean it yeah it covered a lot it checked a lot of boxes for future classic disney animation techniques so yeah and that is the disney movie era episode for this season we can't wait to cover another one next season if y'all like these topics we have a ton of fun covering them and yeah it was just so much fun this is our first time back filming in what feels like forever so it was just a great long to time. be back and to be chatting with you all about what we love and taking it like literally all the way back to the beginning That's it for this week, but if you want to find us in the meantime, you know you can always find us on Instagram at Carousel Project Podcast. And as usual, um, we are here to plug our Patreon. Um, As y'all know, we have quite a few bonus episodes on there. We have our Facebook group that you could be a part of to hang out with us. We are releasing all kinds of info in there. We love having conversations with you guys. Um, and we have a few different tiers, so check the show notes for the link to check that out. And as usual, we are collecting reviews this season. Since it's mm-hmm. season five, we are looking for yep. five star collecting reviews. Collecting five stars. We're Absolutely. collecting five it. stars on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you haven't done that yet and you want to give us an early Christmas Hanukkah present, go ahead and do that. We would appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And as always, share us with your friends and family. What better way to spread holiday cheer this year than by sharing us the best podcast in the world with your loved ones? (laughs) Well, 
I guess that's it until next time. That's all. That's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> I was going to say, that was another golden age of animation, <laughs> yeah. not Disney, but like, <laughs> yeah. what are the odds that I would say that? It was not on purpose. <laughs> That's all for this week. We'll catch you next time here on the Carousel Project Podcast. Bye. Bye. Gotcha, bitch. Love you. Bye. Love you. Take care. Thought you were different. <laughs> Bye. Caught out. <laughs>